Warning, this podcast involves discussions of a spooky and graphic nature not suitable for children or the faint of heart. Strong language and mature content is present. Listener discretion is advised. You have been warned. Hey, Spooksters, and welcome back to another episode here on Three Spooked Girls. My name is Tara, and as always, I'm joined by my ghoul friend, Jessica. Hey! And this week, it is a paranormal week over here on the podcast, so we have an international topic this week, and I'm super excited. I know, we're going all like suave and debonair on these people. Not really. (laughs) I I take it back. Take it back, take it back, it's fine, it's fine. This was a Twitter suggestion, so a shout out to Twitter fam, so I'm super excited. But before we dive into that, of course, as normal, if you are new here, hello, welcome, thank you for tuning in, we're happy to have you. And also, you can check out the link tree down in the show notes that has all of our social medias, all of our links for you there on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, of course, like I just mentioned, and our amazing merch store, our new website that Jessica put together for us, along with our Patreon. So if you'd like to support the show, get some bonus content, you can join for as little as a dollar and be in the Spookster Club. Um, We do everything in-house. I do the editing. Jessica does all the merch and all that fun stuff. So yeah, there's that for you as well. But before we jump into drinks, we're going to go ahead and give a little shout out to our promo this week from our friend Jessica over at the Last Monday podcast. Check it out. This is Jessica of the Last Monday podcast. I'm a married 35-year-old mother of two, a high school teacher, and I'm morbidly obese. I was recently approved for weight loss surgery and decided to do a podcast about my experience from the first appointment until the last pound is lost. I hope my podcast can help folks who want to better understand what weight loss surgery might be like for themselves or a loved one, or for anyone who's just curious about the process. You can find me at queenjess.podbean.com or anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. So what are you drinking? Not regular wine. I mean, I don't even know if this is the same wine. This is not wine. It's a spritzer. It's a spritzer. Okay. <laughs> so no. <laughs> we sound like an ant from the 80s. It's fine. It's just my spritzer. Right. Jesus. <laughs> it was after a few days of rain. It's beautiful today. It was like 72, which in Alaska, since we're like thin atmosphere feels like 82. So I have the Smirnoff Raspberry Rosé Spritzer, Spiked Sparkling Seltzer. Jesus, that's difficult to say. But that's what I'm drinking. So what do you got for the drink this week? So since we are going to be going international and going to the Emerald Isle, I have what is called a Dirty Irishman. Ooh. I know, right? You ready for it? I am. So how you make a Dirty Irishman is at least this recipe, is two ounces of Irish cream, two ounces of Irish whiskey, you know, or whiskey, but come on, people, Irish whiskey, six ounces of good, strong iced coffee, or they said um, slightly cooled. I just went and pulled my, like, Starbucks medium roast iced coffee out of the fridge. I was like, Mm -hmm. I'm making coffee. (laughs) And then whipped cream or half and half, or, you know, you could be extra and have both. 
You stir together the cream and the coffee and a highball. You fill the glass with ice and then you stir in the Irish cream and the whiskey. Mm. Yum. I always love the adult coffees. I do too. This is like the weird side of my family. So, and I don't talk about my biological father that often, but one Halloween I was with them and my stepmom took us trick or treating and I thought she was just drinking coffee to mm-hmm. keep warm and it was not coffee. <laughs> she kept going, no, 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 you're not old enough for this. Oof. And then she made a joke about it being Irish. And I was like, I don't get it. But now I get it. Touche, Pam. Touche. Mm-hmm. And that's a very nice uh, mug you got there. The Winchester mug. I have to say we're on the same wavelength because I drink my non-Irish coffee this morning out of mine. So I love mugs. Mm-hmm. Me too. My husband gets so mad because everywhere I go, I find a mug. And I'm like, I need to have this. And last time when we went to Winchester, these mugs were $3. So I bought like three. Oh, yeah. I gave one away. But I have to sidebar. Georgie's barking. Georgie's my new little dog. If you haven't seen him, he's a corgi. Go check him out on any of our socials. He's the new mascot. Someone's dubbed him the mascot. It's fine. Georgie. So sorry. Sorry, sorry, sorry. He's a He's adorable. Some of the zoomies at the moment. Anyway, yeah, I'm a huge mug junkie. And on top of regular mugs, I also love Ray Dunn and all the Halloween ones are out right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm like fucking dying because they don't have TJ Maxx, Home Goods, Marshalls, any of that up here. And I really want a spooky one. It's black and it has white writing. I really fucking want it because that's our aesthetic year round. It says spooky? It says spooky. That's our aesthetic year round. And there's a ghoul friend one. <laughs> and I'm just dying. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I don't <laughs> go shopping that often. but I have my sister on the lookout. And then I have another friend on the lookout. I'm trying for us. I'm trying for us because I know you like the ghoul friend thing too. <laughs> I do. I'm obsessed with it. It's like I said it. And then like two days later, I saw that candle. I was like, I need that candle. I know. My Bath and Body Works didn't have it. So I just got a bunch of fucking false scents. (laughs) I got to go. I got to go look. Maybe I'll do that tomorrow. Yes. But reeling it back in, we are talking about an Irish haunt. One of the most haunted houses in Ireland. It is the Cunian or Cunin. There's two pronunciations. I watched a bunch of YouTube videos, so don't come at me. Please be nice about it if you do. Um, I'm just going to go with Kunian because that's the one I heard the most. The Kunian Ghost House. That is what we're going to be chatting about today. I am going to bring you the haunt slash origin story. And then Jessica is going to be chatting with you guys about kind of the paranormal investigations and some shows and stuff like that. So yeah, we got all kinds of fun stuff with this spooky episode for you. Yes. Hell yeah. So let's get to it. I'm excited because I knew nothing about this until it was suggested to us. I I had never heard of it. Had you? I had not. I mean, I knew that Ireland was kind of known or maybe it's Scotland that's known for poltergeists. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this one I had not heard of. So I was excited to actually research something I hadn't heard of at all because everything we've done so far, I've been somewhat familiar with. So mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it's a super cool. I think there's only been like maybe one topic I was like, I had no idea. Yeah, exactly. So this was it for me. So I'm excited. All right. So as I said, it's described as the most haunted house in Ireland, the Coonian Ghost House. Let's do this. The origin story goes that a widow named Mrs. Murphy, her son, and five daughters all lived together in a house near Cunian County, Fermanagh, in the early part of the 20th century. The family became plagued by a poltergeist shortly after Mrs. Murphy's husband died in a freak accident. 
What kind of accident? No clue. I jumped on all the sources I could and it would just said freak accident, tragic accident. That was it. It's, you know, the early 1900s. So not much documentation on that. People don't give a fuck. No, it's just like he died. The end. <laughs> oh, <no. laughs> like terrible as that sounds. Get out. <laughs> You're dead. Pretty much. So the paranormal events started to occur in the house. It began with the occasional knocking on the front door. So at first they thought it was the boys from the neighborhood just being mischievous. But when any members of the family would go to answer the door, there'd be no one there. The noises then became more frequent with knocking on all of the doors and the windows. So above the house, there was a room that they used for storage for hay. This room was only accessible by a stone staircase that was adjoined to the farmhouse. And in the room, they heard heavy footsteps. But of course, every time someone went to look, nothing was there. Bitch is gone. <laughs> right? So the family decided to get friends and neighbors to come over to the house and listen to these strange noises for themselves. Mrs. Murphy, her children, and some friends would sit in the kitchen table and listen to the banging on the windows, the doors, and the footsteps coming from upstairs. No. No. <laughs> I was like, they're just sitting in there listening. I'm like, what the fuck? Get out. Let's just have some tea and listen to this ghost. You don't believe me? Here, have a seat. It's like trembling. Their hands are shaking. Look, Sharon. Look. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Sharon. Unfortunately, though, you think that's bad. Things took a turn for the worst, and they actually had worse paranormal activities begin to happen. So Mrs. Murphy would watch plates as they would lift off the table, fly across the room, and smash against the wall. That sounds like a fun evening. Mind you, this is pre-television, so you know. True. Poltergeist had to work with what he could, or she could. Right. So the family would also watch in the bedroom as the bed would lift several inches off the ground by itself and then fall back down. Is it bad that I was just thinking like, you know, this would be really good like when I was vacuuming. <laughs> but it's not helpful. So, you know, it's going to be the worst times ever. It's like when you're in it, it or maybe like sweeping, you know, like that's speculation. I don't know. No, no. But like literally, this is so on topic. How would you feel if you were in the bed and it was like levitating? I don't know if that's exactly sleep paralysis, but I'd be fucking terrified because it'd be something along those lines. No, no, thank you. So things got so bad that Mrs. Murphy decided to turn to the church for help. Father Coyle visited the house and was able to watch for himself as mysterious shapes appeared and disappeared on the walls as he stood inside the house. He also watched pots and pans that would suddenly fly across the room on their own. Another witness to the events was the MP Kahir Healy, who would simply not believe what he was seeing. Which, of course, it's like, I'd be like, bitch, what? Even now, I'd be like, what the fuck? Well, I think it's also that sense of like, if I deny it then it didn't happen and I'm safe. Mm -hmm. Because, I mean, that has to be fucking terrible. I mean, because this is like a puritanical time. People are like, everything is good. Everything is good. True. Mm -hmm. And I mean, in, and in Ireland, they had like a civil war going on and everything. So, yeah. So Father Coyle was given permission for two exorcisms to be performed in the house. And it said during the exorcisms that bedsheets would rise off the beds, cups and plates would fly around the room, and deafening groans would be heard coming from upstairs. Both exorcisms were among the very few exorcisms to ever be carried out in Ireland. And according to some of the sources that I was reading and also listened to, because like I said, I went down the rabbit hole of YouTube, this was supposedly the first exorcisms ever performed in Ireland. Whether that's correct or not, don't come at me. But that's what I was saying. I believe it for like the 1900s. So this was like a big fucking deal for them to do this, if that's true. So with that said, though, unfortunately did not work. <laughs> and the Murphy family continued to live in the house with said poltergeist. Why? I get that people were like, I don't have money and I don't have this. But it's like, at what point do you go, you know what? 
maybe I'm just going to go stay with my friend. Because she had like, she had fucking kids in this house. Right. Well, she had six kids. Yeah. Like, hello. Think of them at that point. Like, especially because we know kids are more susceptible to evil spirits and things like that. I'd be worried that one of my kids would become possessed by this thing. Just saying. (laughs) That's my brain. But I like, you know. They're back. Oh, fuck that movie. Anyway, the Murphys were understandably terrified at this point. Mm -hmm. So they hoped that the exorcisms might work. However, it ended up doing the opposite and the poltergeist activity in the house seemed to be getting worse. At this point, questions began to arise. So basically, people were like, why is this modest cottage? Because it is just a small little house haunted. What happened on this property? Mm -hmm. What caused this family to go through all of these experiences? Well, many of them around them believe that the Murphy family was actually the ones to blame. So family and neighbors actually started to blame them for practicing witchcraft, therefore bringing this entity upon themselves. Because, you know, nothing says I'm practicing witchcraft, like having the first exorcism performed in in Ireland, because that doesn't seem Mm -hmm. right. Like they're trying to get rid of it. Why would they be like, you know what? Just kidding. Okay, I understand why you're saying that, but there were claims that Mrs. Murphy's son found a book in the forest called The Legions of Doom, and that was supposed to give instructions on how to practice satanic rites, how to contact demons, etc., which to me sounds very evil dead, but okay, so, you know. (laughs) I was gonna say, did it also come with a boomstick? Like, I'm just a little... Mm -hmm. But, you know. So the son supposedly started to develop a very unhealthy interest in the spirit world and was supposed to have tried to raise a demonic spirit in the house, which obviously is a never good idea. And if he did that, then that would make sense on how this poltergeist came about in their property. Also, it's like maybe he was being possessed. True. We never know because it could have possessed him and then... You know, because it's like it is like Evil Dead and those like movies similar and stories similar where it's like the object book, whatever kind of draws the most vulnerable person to it and then mm-hmm. does possess them. So that that's a really good sounds terrible. That's a good option. That's a good possibility. You know, that could have been what happened. Right. So according to this two stories and everything because of this story among other rumors and everything that was kind of the last straw for the Murphys and they decided at this point not because of the poltergeist but because of the rumors and their reputation now tarnished that they were going to leave their home and set sail for America in 1913 because you know fuck the poltergeist living in your house it's Karen down the street who's like did you hear mm-hmm, they fuck it with witches Mm-hmm. But that's how that time period was, so I'm not surprised. <laughs> I mean, I'm over here going, uh, there's something crawling down my wall. It's fine. It's fine. But that's fine. But literally, like, Karen O. Slagahan down the street is, like, talking shit. I'll leave. Hair flip. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Hair flip. I'm out of here, Karen. <laughs> Bye, Karen. <laughs> uh, okay, so... Much to the horror of the Murphys and myself when I read this, um, it seemed like the poltergeist had followed them onto the boat to America. It is well documented that the passengers on the ship actually complained about rapping and banging that were coming from the Murphy's cabin. It actually became so bad that the captain had to personally go down to Mrs. Murphy to tell her to stop making so much noise. And it's stated that the captain did not believe that there was a poltergeist on the ship, but he did, however, threaten that he would essentially kick them off the ship if they didn't stop. Yeah, that's super ethical. Like, we gonna find an island and we gonna put you right there. You gonna go live in Iceland with the bad guys from Mighty Duck 2. <laughs> Shit, we're just gonna find some land and here you go kind of thing. Like, Jesus, fuck. I, would, I was thinking, like, Iceland is probably, like, halfway. I don't know if they'd go up and then down. 
That's how you fly. Well, yeah, but they were in a boat. <laughs> One would think you would go the same way. <laughs> mm, I don't know. Do we have any people who are captains? Frequent boat travelers? <laughs> <laughs> Frequent boat travelers. <laughs> Bo, this is for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Get on it, kid. He's going to be like, uh, I was in Italy and then I did the Pacific Rim. So I don't know what you're talking about. Right. So it is known that the poltergeist activity did follow them to their new home in America. But over time, the manifestations and the wrapping subsided and eventually stopped completely, allowing the family to get on with their lives as best they could. But of course, as anyone would expect, one of the girls of the family was so traumatized by these events that she actually is said to have spent the rest of her life in a mental institution in America. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah. As for the Kunian house, it still stands. It's believed that the poltergeist may have traveled back. Many people have visited this location over the years and have had experiences for themselves, like Jessica will get to in a second. While it's not a tourist attraction because it's got a lot of superstition and stuff around it, from my understanding, it's still there and you know, like it's not blocked off, anything like that. Actually, the wooded area that was surrounding it, they did clear that. So it's kind of just in this open field now. So you can kind of go. When I was like trying to figure out the pronunciation thing, I watched some mm. YouTube videos <laughs> and there was this guy who was actually storm chasing. And I don't know if like I think the storm had passed because like in his video, it didn't look bad out or anything. Mm hmm. But he was just like, hey, fuck it. Let me just do kind of a different video on my channel. It's kind of random. Why not? And he went to the Kunian house. And, you know, like I said, it's been cleared now and everything. He had a drone and he kind of flew over the house. There are some fences up. So I think kind of to like deter people away from going in anymore, really, because mm -hmm. it is a house from the 1900s. Like, you know, it's not preserved. It's not like the Lizzie Borden house or mm -hmm. anything like that. You know, that's it's run the fuck down. Yeah, exactly. But it was just kind of cool to see that and just kind of see some footage. There was like just random little vlogs and stuff like that. So if you're curious, definitely watch. So yeah, it's super cool. And then there's obviously pro shows, which Jessica's going to kind of touch on now. But yeah, that is the origin story of the Kooning Ghost House and its poltergeist. So when we decided to do this episode, Tara sent me this really great episode. And it's a show called Northern Island Greatest Haunts because apparently... Northern Ireland is extremely haunted. Mm -hmm. They're about 30 minute episodes. It's documentary style. And they go to all these different places. And so they did it on this place. The Coonan. Is that how you say it? Coonan ghost? Coonian. Coonian. There we go. Drink. Ghost. So when they go in there, this guy named Andy, he kind of like walks up and is super fucking spooky when you're like walking up because like the forest, at least in the episode, it sounds like they've removed it since then, um, was like laden with this like deep moss. And so it was like glowing in the way they were like lighting it. I'm like, okay, bad shit's about to happen. Yeah, yeah, it was definitely <laughs> much more creepy when they had the woods. I think the removal of the trees was much more recent because that drone video I talked about mm -hmm. was, I feel like maybe a year, little bit over a year old, if that. So it's real. it was really recent. And I could see that they would need to remove it because the trees are probably getting really moss-laden, which means they'd fall onto the structure. And if someone was in the home, they, you know, in the structure at the time, they could get hurt. So don't get hurt, people. Don't get hurt. Yeah, please don't. So Andy goes in and he's talking and he starts talking. There's these two local guys. They were like uh, radio guys and they, they did. And they picked up a couple evps and they had some like you know they had some sessions and one of the things that kept happening it happened to the radio guys and then it later in the episode it happened to the to this team that went in their cameras 
well, it was first the microphones for the radio guys, but then the cameras, like they would turn them on and they would be at like 100% and mm-hmm. they would be there for like maybe 10 minutes. And then they would look down and it would be like dying or be at like 5%. Which is common with haunted areas. All of those problems. Yeah. Because it like sucks the energy out of the battery because mm-hmm. it's trying to get a footing. So that there was that, and so they the, they did two nights of investigation, and I liked this show. I will say I did I did enjoy the show because they didn't just go in and go, okay, someone tell us about this, and then we're going to set up a new investigation. Like they went around and they interviewed people in the town, they brought people, they looked at things. So they went and looked at all these different things because there was apparently the two priests that did the exorcisms and tried to get them out, and like as Tara was saying earlier, like one of the priests was talking about how he was in one of the bedrooms and there was like the bed and then there was a sheet, and then all of a sudden it was like this entity raised up out of the bed and was like the sheet was laid over it, like there was a person, and they could the priest could see the chest of the person like heaving and they said it was like a death rattle (laughs) right and then they said like oh they gave their last breath and then the entity sunk back into the bed and the sheet laid down perfect gross right things came out of the walls climbed into the earth like they said that it came from like the ceiling and went down into the floor and then was making noise so you mentioned the the ghost would tap but apparently it liked one specific song yeah it was taps like the the military taps And so they would play the song. They didn't do that in this episode, but they said that in the past, investigators have played the tap song and something will bang along to the tap. So whatever entity there Mm -hmm. loves music. They played a song and they didn't really catch anything. My favorite person, I almost said character, but this is not like, (laughs) it's not that kind of a show. My favorite person is this medium. Her name is Marion. I loved her. She had like short purple hair. And she was obviously a medium. So she comes in and she's walking up. She's like, oh, my God, this place is just fucking like she's like, this place is evil. At one point in time, she said, like, you know what I want to say? He's like, what? Her and Andy are talking. And she's like, I just want to say, get thee behind me, Satan. I was like, oh, shit. Oh, God. The (sighs) medium is like. So as she's walking up, she's she gets this like vision of this guy. He's about five, eight. She said he was like wearing black, but he was like holding this flat rock or stone and they go into the kitchen and the stone that she saw in her vision was like on the ground Mm. right and apparently that entity did not like her there well no because she's ratting his ass out (laughs) (laughs) right (laughs) right he's like don't tell people she has these really bad feelings she she just can feel that she's not welcome and of course you know she stays (laughs) because they're filming a show (laughs) So the first night, they really didn't get anything. They later heard an an EVP that they think they like kind of digitized it so that it could sound like words because they removed like the background noise and then they added a voice element to it. So it kind of says like they're trying to say it says like, hi, Andy, because that's the main character's name, which that's fucking creepy. It's addressing him directly. No, thank you. (laughs) It knows you. During that time... Marion was sitting down and she was just like saying like she was saying to them like you can talk to me you can ring the bell like she calls him Johnny because she keeps getting the name John so she says like Johnny ring the bell none of that happens but she gets like a cold spot on her back and they do like the infrared and her bo- her torso is all blue mm-hmm. like, so no not like a huge heat signature which you would think because they were like I'm pretty sure near like like a fire or something like that it's a little weird <laughs> <laughs> they didn't really catch anything that night so then 
they're like, you know, a lot of what has been caught prior is when they're not, it's not this big spectacle. Like people aren't coming in with all these cameras and lights and things. So they go in the next day and they're in there and it's just like these three guys. It's like a cameraman, like two cameramen and like, I guess they're all cameramen because they're all caring. But like two people were like off camera and then two people were like being filmed as they were filming. And that's like when the batteries were draining and they caught the sound of like Mm -hmm. outside. They thought they heard like someone throw a rock and they run outside and they're like, who is it? It's nobody. Yeah. They kind of hear like some sounds, some noises, but it (laughs) all in all, like. They didn't really catch a lot. And to remind us that, like, entities don't always like it when you try really hard. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Right. And it also could be that they could sense that, like, hey, they're here. They're recording us. Every time someone records us like this, more people come. Right. So they could be like, don't go out because if we go out. More will come. Mm -hmm. More will come. So, yeah. I mean, it's all. It was only a thirty-minute episode, but it was. I thought it was a good show. I'd be interested to watch the other episodes. Oh yeah, for sure. I liked it too. Yeah, it was good. I think this place isn't gonna make my bucket list. No, of places to go for sure. I mean, Ireland is on my bucket list. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like one of those things where it's like, if I was in the area, sure, but I'm not going to go out of my way to plan a trip to go there. Right. But it was an interesting story. It was, like I said, I had no clue about it. Mm-hmm. You know, we did a couple polls a while back when we were game planning the August and September to lead us into October. And we went on Twitter and just kind of asked for some like paranormal and true crime suggestions. So this was one we hadn't heard of. So we added it to our list. So it's kind of fun to cover, I thought. Something a little different. I've never heard about it on another podcast. And you and I both listen to tons and tons of podcasts. So... <laughs> You know, just a little bit. Just like hundreds, basically, at this point. It's fine. (laughs) I know. Like, I have to, for me, sometimes I'm like, oh, God, I haven't listened to this podcast in forever. And then I binge listen to it. Mm -hmm. And then I neglect all the other ones. It's cool. Like, I'm even, I mean, I even did this years ago because when I became obsessed with, like, lore and my favorite murder, when I work out, I listen to podcasts, Mm -hmm. depending on what I'm doing. If I'm, like, running, I listen to music because I hate running. But, like, when I'm (laughs) lifting and stuff, I will listen to a podcast. So that kind of, like, especially now because I listen to podcasts for work, as weird as that sounds, (laughs) which is amazing. But, you know, so, like, when I'm working out or when I'm driving and stuff, that's when I listen to, like, all my other ones. But, yes, like, if there's some that I, like, have to catch up on, I binge it. And then I've listened to, like, 10 episodes. Right. Um, (laughs) But, yeah. So I hadn't heard about this. So it was really cool to do it. So thank you, Twitter fam. You guys are always welcome to send us suggestions. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Especially if it's something where you're like, I've never heard it anywhere before. Screw it. Send it. Why not? Why not? Right. And don't panic. Like, if you're like, oh, I sent them something and it doesn't happen for months. Like, Tara and I plan out pretty far in advance our schedule because yeah i travel for work and tara does a lot of editing so like so we want to make sure we give you the best info so we always plan far enough and ahead yeah let's just put it into perspective i guess this little bts yeah yeah we actually plan stuff out or kind of map it out quite a bit like jessica said life is just insane right now it's july 29th when we're recording this but we've planned out our episodes through October Mm -hmm. so we already have our like live schedule all ready to go we already know what's gonna go up through Halloween yeah so (laughs) we kind of have our shit together believe it or not what up 
I think it's great because, you know, and we read it in pencil in case, you know, something like epic happens between now and then. Mm -hmm. Then we, you know, shift places and everything. But right. Yeah. I'm really excited about this. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you guys, like, I can't like behind the scenes it too much because I don't want you to see our upcoming stuff, but it's going to get good. Yes, we have some good topics, some good true crime stuff, and some good spooky shit. So Hashtag truth. Yes, just stay tuned. But yeah, I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Mm -hmm. So we will catch you on Thursday for another stabby snippet. Hope you guys are still enjoying those. Seems like you are. So we're really happy about that. Yes. All right. You guys have a great rest of your day. Bye. Bye.